Alrighty. Well, as Michael said, I'm Jason, and I am using the Ambio Smart headset. Alright, Aaliyah Dudley. Hey everyone, I'm Aaliyah. I am on the Beats Studio 3s. On the cable. Alright, we have Matt Durkins. Hey guys, it's Matt Durkins here, and I am recording on the Apple AirPods. Not the EarPods, ladies and gentlemen, but the AirPods. Okay. And Allison Hartman. Hey everybody, I'm Allison, and I am on the Andrea Binaural Recording Cans on the PC. All right. And Scott Van Gogh. Hello everyone, and I am on the Bose Quiet Comfort. 35 or QC35 Bluetooth headphones. All right. So all of these headphones have different sound profiles for recording, and we wanted to show you those today and how they sound if you're going to be recording with them as we do our show. We'll talk about what we like and what we don't like about each headphone, and we will do that after the news. So yesterday I picked up the Google Pixel 2 and it's the kind of blue, which is kind of blue. It's not very blue, not as blue <laughs> as I'd like, but it works. And I'm really enjoying this phone to replace my Samsung phone because everything is accessible, including the always on display, magnification, and everything on the phone. Have you guys heard of this phone or? use much of the Google Pixel products? Michael, I've everyone's heard Pixel of this phone. I've got Pixel XL phone. And I like it. I've heard about the Pixel since it first came out. I was reading articles about it, and it really does sound like an interesting phone. The only thing I can say against it, really, is it's too bad that it doesn't have wireless charging. Right. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I've heard of the Pixel, too. I've just never used it. I've never even seen one. It's very nice. It has metal on the back bottom part and then glass on the top near the camera. And the fingerprint sensor is very much like the iPhone fingerprint sensor, which is nice. It's a lot better than the Samsung fingerprint sensor. The camera's not bad. The speakers are good. They're not quite iPhone quality, but they work. And I really like that phone. A lot better than the S8 that I have had. And no, um... I can't wait to be playing more with it. No facial recognition. That's true. I didn't see that. I haven't gone through all the security settings, but they didn't focus on that if it is there. Yeah. Is the fingerprint sensor still on the back? It is on the back. But the nice thing is, compared to the Samsung model, I've really not had it fail. Like, as soon as I put my finger there, it unlocks. Oh, good. The Samsung one, because the sensor is so small, I've had to put it there on the sensor several times before it would even recognize. So, yeah. my thing about the back of the phone, though, I think I'd be afraid of accidentally like touching it and setting it off. Or is it in a place that you're not? Where exactly is it on the back? Is it like on the back, back in the middle, on the left, on the right? Back, upper, middle. Oh, okay. And the hmm. thing is, too, it's not a button. You don't press it to wake your phone up. So you wouldn't accidentally press it coming out of your pocket. Mm. Well, you could. If you had yeah. the right finger that hit it, it would unlock your phone completely. It doesn't... Wait with the always-on display, just, yeah. I wonder if that changes with the always-on display off. No. No? No, it just will always unlock. That's interesting. I'm not sure I like also, that. You could also unlock your phone from your pocket by just saying okay and then Google. I would assume you could change that somewhere, I don't know how I feel about though. that. Maybe. You could. You can. You could change all that. And it's yeah. only to your voice. Right. That's good. I could see where that could be convenient. 
It's very convenient. Yeah, and we should have an unbox cast of the Pixel 2 up at some point soon. So right. keep it on the lookout for the, that. It should be up by the time you hear this show. Yep. So it's a great phone. Can't wait to talk more about it. What I like is it's stock Android. You get the very basic Google experience. No Samsung apps, no LG apps, no Motorola apps, just all from Google. And they don't even install all of their apps, which is kind of cool. I had to go install the Google Play Game Launcher, which tracks achievements and all that stuff, but they didn't include that. So I like that they give you the option to get those, but you have to go to the store to get them. So that unboxing will be coming out soon, so be looking for that. Very exciting stuff. All right, the second news that was interesting this week is that Microsoft announced a new build for the Skip Ahead ring, I believe it's called, for Insiders called, uh, I don't know the build number, but we'll have a link to it, to the Windows blog article talking about it. But basically, there's two big enhancements that I'm really excited about. One is the ability to change how magnifier handles the mouse so it's more like zoom text or other magnification programs this makes me very excited because magnifiers needed these changes for a while and we're starting to see that and i'm very excited that we're getting this i know That's all awesome. of you guys are screen reader users but what are y'all's thoughts on this i think any enhancements to an operating system that can help people with varying visual or other disabilities is always a good thing. I agree. Absolutely, and I know how good Zoom Text is, and it'll be great to get those extra abilities with the Windows magnifier so that it can be on the same page, if not uh, maybe a little bit better than Zoom Text. Yeah. The next thing they announced in the blog that's very interesting is, is something called Seth. Seth is a way to categorize windows into one window whereas like you could have several applications in tabs in a window. So you could have one window that has Word, Excel, and PowerPoint and it's very cool where you could have all your office applications in one window. I like that a lot. It's very neat. And I saw a picture of it. And just very nice implementation. A lot of people say it's similar to, you know, like virtual desktops and different things like this. And I guess at a non visual perspective, it is. But this is more like one window to do multiple tasks. And instead of using like Alt Tab to change between the windows on that certain desktop, you'd be using Tab commands. So what are your thoughts on this? It kind of reminds me a little bit from your description of an app. I don't know if any of you guys have used it or what its development status is, but it was called Inutils. And it allowed you to oh, yeah. put a bunch of windows inside of Windows. So like you could have, I don't remember if you could title them, but you could have like, I could have a I music so. window. And then inside there, I could have, say, QWS and then any other software I needed in the background if I were controlling software instruments and then it would say you know music and then you would see your apps in there so yeah that's that's kind of what it reminds me of although I'm assuming it doesn't do what inutils does and allow you to have invisible windows on your screen <laughs> the way you said that Michael a minute ago you were you started to say one window to and of course my brain goes one window to rule <laughs> to rule them, them all, all. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes I wonder though if loading apps will be faster switching this way it's not having to change the whole window it's just switching between the apps with control tab I imagine so well, maybe maybe it'll be able to just a little bit quicker even for screen reader users wishful thinking perhaps but we could try it out and see right and the nice thing is this is available for all insiders so you could download this now. 
I wouldn't recommend putting it on a production machine because mm-hmm. it's still going to be buggy since it's geared for fall. But I check it out. It kind of reminds me of I think Spaces or Mission Control on the Mac, and I think you could do something similar. I haven't played with it in terms of accessibility, that's, but that's virtual desktops. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's right. Yep, you're right. <sighs> yep, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I laughed because this became the cat cat. Oh, you heard that, did you? <laughs> yeah I think she likes the sound of sets she thinks it's perfect (laughs) oh boy alright off the show off the show If nothing else, Control Tab is easier to to press than Alt Tab, so you know. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Especially on desktop keyboards. Yeah. I think it would be cool though if you could actually title the windows so that, like, you know, if you were working on a document and you had different apps open for that document, like, you could have like productivity maybe, and then you would commit. You would Command Tab. You can tell I'm a Mac user. You would Alt Tab to the productivity window, and then you could have your browser, your word processor, and your, I don't know, spreadsheet or something open in that window and use control tab to get to them. Right. I just can't wait to play with it. I hope you can title them as well because if you have, you know, window one, window two, window three, and you have to remember, oh shoot, window one is productivity, window two is this, and window three is this. So, yeah, I also well, remember you can... Be tabs. I mean so tabs, tab not one. windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tab, your, not windows. And, and your tabs will have the title of the application as the title bar. But you could tab. have multiple sets. You could have a productivity right. set, a music yeah, set. Yeah, that's what I was referring to nice earlier. You could alt-tab between yeah, those. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's what, what I was What I hope they would do is it would say, like, you know, set one contains Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, and Microsoft PowerPoint all in one big title. With that speech. would be rather verbose. Yeah. If it did, I think it'd be nice if you could shut that off. I didn't see a title bar for the actual set on the screenshot that I saw. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. Oh, yeah. And it could change. It is beta after all. Yeah. Fun stuff, though. Before we go on to the main part of our show, I want to take a quick break and talk about one of the great services that iAccessibility offers. Want to learn something new? Did you get a new iPhone and now want to throw it out the window because you can't figure out how to use it? Well, it's time to get trained for just $18 an hour with your first hour free with any paid hours request. You can have one of our professional training staff train you on your new device. We train in many different areas and those that aren't listed on the website ask us about. We probably have someone who can help. You can get more information by going to www.iaccessibility.net slash training or you can email us at training at iaccessibility.net. I am the training coordinator and uh, I hope to hear from you guys soon and happy learning. All right. Thanks, Aaliyah. And now to our main segment. We all have different headphones, so you can hear what they sound like, and by this point, you could tell which ones are your favorite, which ones are not, based on listening to our beginning segment of the news. So, I want to go around the panel, and I want you guys to talk about your headphones, what you like and what you don't like. And then we'll go around again and talk about which ones people are wearing are your favorite. So I want to start off with Matt. Let's talk about the AirPods, what you know about them, and all that stuff. Okay, so 
The AirPods, what I really like about them is the fact that they're wireless. This is actually the very first pair of truly wireless headphones that didn't have a stand or receiver attached to something that I have ever owned. And it's nice not to have wires trailing out of your pocket or you're asleep and all of a sudden wire comes out and headphones fall out. Now, this has happened before when I've been sleeping and AirPods fall out. Good luck trying to find them with Find My AirPods if they are dead, because obviously that won't happen. Or if you have cats in particular, and they like to play with the case and throw it under the desk. Anyway, I like the quality of the sound in terms of listening to music or reading books. The battery life isn't too bad. If I'm on a phone call, I think I get about two to three hours, maybe a little bit less. But if I'm just listening to music or reading, it's about five five or six. The nice thing that I like is I don't have to have both of them in my ears. Now, obviously, I would if I want to hear stereo recordings and stuff, but if I just want one ear available, I can still have it on, and one can be in the case or or just, you know, charging in the case, and uh, it'll still work. The microphone still works, and the audio will still play, and that's actually what I do most of the time is I find myself using one AirPod first, and then I will switch to the next one. The only time that I really use both of them together is if I am listening to something in stereo that requires both. And then, I mean, obviously I use... I, I don't uh, use the AirPods much anymore, and I, I like that there's no wires. What I don't like about these uh, AirPods is... Sometimes they don't stay in my ears very well, and I've been having a couple of connection problems the last couple of days. For whatever reason, they will connect, but there will not be any audio. But it seems to be kind of an intermittent thing, but it still happens. Another thing that I don't like, uh, I do like the what's called the W1 chip, which is the wireless chip built in. But it has noise reduction, and when you're outside, and it's windy out there, it sounds like you're drinking a milkshake through a straw. So we've all nicknamed... Uh, the Milkshake Club. So I've been a member <laughs> of the Milkshake Club for uh, about a month or so. Too bad you actually don't get a milkshake whenever you're in windy environments. I think that'd be pretty cool. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, give me strawberry, please. <laughs> well, in saying that, you know, it depends on what windy environment you're in. I mean, there is windies. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but those are only windy, but not Wendy's. <laughs> Still, the, the the pun was intentional. Hey, it could be Wendy at Wendy's. <laughs> it cannot be Wendy. The Wend does not do anything. <laughs> but it's a southern thing, right? <laughs> no, southern people do not say Wend. <laughs> I've heard it actually. I've heard it. I've I mean, heard I've you. heard, I've heard, I've heard wind, but I ain't heard wind. Wind. Or wind. <laughs> wind. So, Stress that a. So, <laughs> I'll say this. I love my AirPods, and I'll talk about them later. But yeah, I'm Michael, it's not your turn. And I'll go into why later. Yeah. Can I make a quick note though, real quick, about the milkshake club? So, in order to be in the Milkshake Club, you do have to have AirPods, because it appears that the Milkshake feature is only available on the AirPods. They seem to be the only W1 device that has that. Right. <laughs> well, hey, you know, there's and always this. There's always, uh, there's always this club. The Clickers <laughs> Club. The Clickers Club. Yeah. So, AirPods are awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're aren't they're too really... expensive, and they just work really well. Okay, Allison, let's hear from you. Which one are you using, and and all that good stuff? Well, right now I am on the Andreas recording cans. I like these because they're a really inexpensive, nice pair of foldable binaural recording headphone cans. They can be plugged into a recorder via the jacks on the ends. It's a microphone and a headphone jack. Or they can be used like I'm using them right now with a USB sound card in a Mac or a PC. 
I like these because the sound is incredible. I really, really like using these for team talk or music. I like the fact that the cans go all the way around your ears. It's a very, very comfortable fit. I can wear these for a long time. The cord is just a little bit long, but I like it because I can move around the living room if I need to. I like the binaural recording feature. Obviously we used these. These were featured heavily on the unboxing cast for the HomePod. So I wouldn't have been able to do it without these. I do not like that there is just a slight echo back, at least on my end. When I'm recording, it causes some latency and I find that very distracting, to be completely honest with you. It doesn't seem to happen on everybody's though. It might just be my PC and the fact that I'm in a very echoey environment as it is. I like the fact that there is a nice mute switch. The volume is, uh, is good without being uncomfortable. There is a tendency to clip if you talk or laugh too loudly on these. So that's a little bit unfortunate. The microphones are very sensitive. I do like the fact that you can switch from stereo to mono if you need to with software. I haven't really had the need to do that, but it's good that it's a feature. So overall, I think I paid $12 for these on Amazon and it's a very, very nice, well-spent $12. They are chunky though. That's another thing. When they say recording cans, they mean it. So I if you're- not answer that. <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. I was waiting for it. I heard it activate. <laughs> <laughs> which tells you which tells you how much sound these can block out <laughs> i knew that was good i was like oh it's gonna happen it's gonna happen what would she say now we know <laughs> but they do fold so you can put them in a backpack possibly even a purse if you have a big enough one i was initially sad that you could not use them with any kind of lightning cable because no iOS device can power these. But now with the headset that Jason has, I don't really need to get, I don't need to use these for with a iOS device. But I like knowing that I can use them with a digital recorder if I needed to, so that's cool. And they do work with Android. Oh, they do? Yeah. Yes, they do. And you can kind of use them with an iOS device, but it's kind of a cluttery mess to get it working. Yeah, well, it's also... On Android, it's like... I don't know. You sound weird. He didn't sound weird on the Pixel, though. When he was doing it on the Pixel, after we recorded the Unbox cast, it sounded fine. It was just really loud. So, so, they do work better on certain Android phones than others. Samsung seems to be having some issues with USB connected headsets, and I've heard uh, on uh, other Android podcasts that Android some Android phones don't have sound devices correctly set up with USB, so that's one thing to consider when you get an Android phone. The Pixel seems to be the most well-balanced phone, but we're digressing here. So, Jason, let's talk about your headset since Allison mentioned it. Okay, well, as I mentioned before, I am using the Ambio Smart headset, and if you guys hear me slightly panned off to the right, I apologize. That appears to be how they interact with Team Talk, or at least how my particular headset interacts with Team Talk. I'm not sure why that is, but they don't seem to do that when you actually use them with a piece of recording software like Apple's voice memos. The things I like. I like their, well, okay, I love their sound. They sound amazing. They are the best sounding pair of earbuds that I own, and that is not an exaggeration by any means. One thing I did have to do is, well, let me back up a little bit. I'll get to that in a second. So they sound amazing. They're really nice and definitely binaural. The uh, volume is really, really loud. I think they, they even seem to go louder than the lightning ear pods do when you have your device up they have a digital to analog converter and i think there's like a little amplifier or something in these headphones because they have a big rectangular control device on them and since i mentioned the control device some other things i like i like that it does have a control device because if i'm on team talk because you can set it up so that you can mute yourself 
unlike earpods, you don't hear me press the button, so I can press it and then unmute myself and you don't actually hear me do it, aside from the fact that I go away. The headphones also do something really cool that I like. They do noise cancellation, but they do more than noise cancellation. You can also set them up to allow you to hear your environment around you. So if you're talking to somebody, you can turn down your music and you can turn up your environment. There are, let's see, I think there's three environment levels that the headset has. I think it's reduced level, normal level, and amplified level. Although on my headset, amplified seems to be about the level that I hear at normally. That's interesting, but it's really cool that they can do it. And they have an app, it's called Smart Headset, and the app is mostly accessible. It allows you to set up the functionality of the smart slider, which is kind of a rockery type switch at the top of the control. And you can set it to do a number of things. You can set it to adjust the recording level of the microphones. They have two levels. They have, I think, normal level and reduced level. Reduced level is what you'll use if you're, you know, recording like concerts and stuff. You can also set it up to enable interact mode, which automatically turns down your music and turns up your environment. It'll toggle that on and off, which is cool. The headphones also have a telephone microphone on the cable so that you can use it for calls and voice control, and you can set the switch to mute and unmute that microphone. So there's a lot of things you can do with these headphones. It's really cool. And on the bottom of the volume control, there's a rocker switch, which allows you to do different things. You can enable different levels of recording awareness. So I've actually gone in and enabled all three. So I can turn my environment down all the way to off. And then if I hit the rocker one more time, it enables noise cancellation. And it, because it's powered from the iPhone and it's MFI certified, not only does it not draw a lot of power, but it also doesn't require a power source, like a battery, to do its noise cancellation, which is kind of nice. I like how lightweight the headphones are. I like the quality of the cables. The cables do seem to be relatively nice. And I like the weight of the control device. I mean, it's kind of long, but it's, it's not heavy at all. So... I have a lot to like about these headphones and the microphones. They don't seem to clip nearly as easily as the Andreas and they are definitely binaural because I can do this. But I think that's enough playing around. Some things I don't like about the headphones. I don't like the quality of the telephone microphone, as I believe Sennheiser calls it. I think it's very noisy, at least on my headset, and it's also very quiet. That's kind of a shame because I like not having to switch to another set of headphones when I happen to take a call. I wish there was a way to fix that, and again, it may be my particular headphones, I'm not sure. Whenever I enable the situational awareness that I mentioned earlier, on my particular headphones, what I hear seems to slightly be panned off to the right. It isn't enough to cause me a real issue, but it's kind of a slight frustration point with me because I don't understand why it's happening. And I also don't like the fact that the headphones don't come with a cable clip. Now, the controller's big. That's, you know, fair, but... I still wish that they had come with a cable clip. In fact, I actually stole the cable clip because I have the Andrea 3D recording earbuds. I stole that off my earbuds because I'm not really using them and attached it to my headphones and it works. So that's some things that I don't necessarily like about the headphones. I don't like that when I'm on Team Talk, people tell me I'm panned off to the right, but I don't know if that's because of the headphones or if it's because of Team Talk. But, um,. Other than that, I, I can't really say much else against the headphones. Okay. So, we're going to come back to those headphones because I think well, that'll be a big discussion point later. But, Scott, <clears throat> what about yours? So, I'm using the Bose QC35s. Now... There are two versions of these. 
uh, out there, the original version, which is the one that I have, and then the updated one actually has Google Assistant on board. So if you're going to go out and order them, those would likely be the ones that you would be going after would be the second generation. They are uh, a pretty well-built headphone. That's one thing that I like uh, is that they're, they're a good sturdy set. The sound range is quite good. They have great bass response. I find good mid-range and a decent amount of treble. There would be times when I wish it had a little more, but that's Bose for you. They also come with the ability to not only go via Bluetooth, but you can also plug an audio cable uh, into a computer and use them for listening that way. I do like that because sometimes I'm listening to various things on my PC and don't want to be doing that through my speaker. So it's a good headset for that. Some of the things I don't like, the microphones in not only these, but a lot of the Bose products, the Soundlink headphones and others, tend to run a little bit hot. I know, for instance, when I'm on TeamTalk, for example, I have to bring the microphone gain down significantly so that I don't overdrive everybody else on TeamTalk or uh, other applications. I know phone calls, sometimes that, that ends up happening too. That's probably my biggest complaint about these headphones. Otherwise, they're comfortable, they sound great, they're a good, a good set. They will be a little bit on the expensive side, but if you're looking for something with good quality hardware, good quality sound, it's definitely one way that you can go. Now before we switch to the next headphones, can I go back for just a second and say two things I forgot to mention about mine? Sure. Okay, so as far as what I don't like, I forgot to mention that when I first used them, I didn't... The bass response is good by default. It's just they're... I felt it was a little lacking, but I think it's because I'm used to the bass response of headphones like, say, the Beats Solo 3s or my ear pods with my little silicone covers on because they have a much better seal there's a lot more bass that can happen, so I did have to go into the app and enable the bass preset, which is really nice. I'm, I'm glad that you can do that, but I did. it was something I was like, oh, that's interesting. And they are a little pricey. They retail for, I think, $299.95 in the States, and judging by my research, that seems to be about the price you'll pay whether you buy them from Apple or whether you buy them from Amazon. So I just forgot to mention that real quick. Okay, so Aaliyah, what do you have? I am on the Beats Studio 3s, and I am actually using the cable as opposed to the W1 chip or, or Bluetooth. I love this headset. I know that mine, I believe, is the most expensive one here, but it is very well built. It is mostly plastic. The bars that control the sizing for the headphones are metal. The headphones are extremely comfortable to wear. They are kind of similar to the recording cans in that they are around ear and they block out a ton of noise. They can either be wireless or wired. They have playback controls on the left ear cup for volume up, volume down, and play pause. You can also skip forward and back while these are wireless. The cable that comes with them is a decent length cable, and it has a little box in the top of the cable similar to your iPhone, uh, to your ear pods that allows you to have playback controls. This headset also features noise cancellation which can be toggled on or off and the battery life with noise cancellation on is 20 hours with it off is 40. 
What I love about this headset is that it lasts forever. It's extremely comfortable and it seems to be very durable. It is very easy to use and pair with a phone or just use with the cable. What I dislike about the headset is that if the battery is dead, the cable will not work. And that's something that Bose has done properly in that the cable will work at any point. And that frustrates me a lot. I, you know, I charge these about once a week just to make sure that they are topped off and ready to go for my classes because I do take them with me on my Tuesday, Thursday classes. And I find that I usually am not stuck without battery. But overall, I really, really love this headset. And it comes in a ton of colors. I have a very, very pale pink. You bring up a good point, Aaliyah. I'm going to circle back to the QC35s real quick and say that, yes, the Bose QC35s also have the noise cancellation. The thing that I don't like is that you have no way to turn it off. It would be nice to have, but uh, not something that, that you're able to do on, on Bluetooth. Actually, Scott, I think you can if you install the extremely inaccessible and frustratingly hard to use across different platforms Bose Connect app. Well, that's why I didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but you shouldn't have to have an app to turn off a feature. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. That is that is the one thing that is a big knock on Bose is that the app is does need a lot of work. Hopefully <clears throat> it will get better in time, but folks are correct and you should not have to use an app to turn off noise cancellation. You should be able to do it from the headset straight away. So I'm also wearing the Beat Studio 3s, but without the cable. And you could totally tell with the decreased audio quality in the recording. Now, with that said, I like these headphones without the cable because I can pair them with my Mac and record and walk around the apartment or wherever I am and talk to people on Team Talk and do different things with my computer. I also like that they typically have a slight monitor with the mics open, and those are neat features. They also work well with Android and iOS. So it's a very versatile headset, and uh, the sound is amazing for listening, and really a big fan. What I don't like is that the... I personally think even though it's hotter, I think the QC35s may have a little bit crisper quality of recording. Just my opinion. So I don't know that it's as crisp as I would like on a W1 chip. Maybe when they come out with W2, it'll be nicer. But I think it's pretty clear. I think it's very useful. I just think they could do better on the microphones. I like how portable they are, though, and I like how much battery life. So, I, I think you're going to be better off with the cable, though. Yeah, for recording, yes. But I also don't like that with the wireless functionality of the Studio 3s, it doesn't like noisy areas. It really doesn't. Like, if you are on a bus, for example, you're trying to record a message, the bus is going to overwhelm you. It just kind of is. Yeah. To be fair, the AirPods, if you're on a noisy environment, it sounds like you're underwater. If you do not have a good guy. seal, yes. But if you have a good fit with your AirPods and you're out in a noisy environment, usually you can get a recording done. The AirPods use bone conduction to make their recording work. All right, so that's all the headsets that we have. And now I want to go around and talk about which headset is your favorite as far as recording quality. And well, recording in general, if you're going to use them all the time for recording, if you had to make one selection as the device you'd pick for recording, what would it be? So Allison, let's start with you. 
Well, for recording hands down, I would choose the Ambios because I'm often on my iPhone. I actually got a set of the Ambios recently and I like all of the various options for hearing your environment. I love the quality of the microphones. Certainly listening to Jason on this podcast, his quality has been the best throughout of, of everybody. And so if I had to choose one specifically for recording, I would choose the Ambios. All right. Aliyah, how about you? For me, I can't stand the earbuds. That is not a knock against Ambio specifically. It's a knock against all in-ear earbuds. Yes, as being an owner of a set of Beats X as well, I don't like them. And I like them well enough to keep them and nobody's going to want to buy used <clears throat> in-ear earbuds anyway. But I find that I just can't stand in-ears for a long period of time. I love these Studio 3s and because I can record anywhere with them, be that on my phone, on my iPad, or on my PC, I would pick those because Yes, I love the sound quality of the Andreas, but they aren't portable. And so if you wanted to record on your iPhone or iPad, it's really hard to do that with the Andreas. And so Studio 3 with cable, hands down. Interesting. All right, Matt, what are your favorites? Well, I like earbuds for the most part i would have to say that it's probably a toss-up between the sennheiser ambios and the andreas as much as i like my airpods i find that the battery life is not very good and the only thing that's really portable about them is you can just chuck them in the case and you just got to make sure that the battery's charged but the sennheisers sound really really good Jay sounds incredibly crisp and clear, and Allison does as well. And what I like about the Andreas is they fold. I love folding headphones. I miss my folding Sennheisers. And that's one thing, you know, they are portable in that sense that they can fold up into a backpack. And I mean, they're not as versatile as the Beats, but you can't beat 12 bucks. Now in Canada, the Sennheiser headphones are about 400 on Amazon and that's uh, you know with, with Prime and everything so as much as I'd like them I uh, can't uh, break that kind of money right now but they do sound very good and they're very crisp and I think it's you know good investment from both devices okay Scott which ones are your favorite well kind of tough for me to say at this point because I've only used one well I shouldn't say that I've actually used two sets uh, of headphones for recording I've used the QC 35s and then also the Soundlink OE 2s since they're both Bose products they have the same recording properties I have just unboxed today a set of Beats Studio 3s and after this podcast we'll be grabbing them and switching to them for the remainder of the day. So I'm really looking forward to putting them through their paces. Unfortunately, with me wearing hearing aids, earbuds are out of the question. So as of this moment, I would have to say, if I had to choose one over the other, it would be the QC35s, but that may change as I start working with the Studio 3s. Okay. Jason, how about you? So for recording, I would definitely say the Ambios because binaural audio is amazing. I love what you can do with it. It's great because you get a really good spatial sense of where things are when you're recording. And, you know, I'm generally on my iPhone and my iPad most of the time anyway, so it just kind of makes sense. It's a natural extension for me, I think, if, I'm, if I want to record audio because you can tell that this bag is slightly in front of me and off to my right, which is something you're not going to get with 
say, the Studio 3s over the audio cable. You will with the Andreas, but for somebody who doesn't have a digital recorder, which is me, I would be tied to my uh, computer and my Victor Reader Streams recording quality does not suit my purposes from some testing that I did with my own Andreas recording cans. So definitely the Ambios for me for recording. See, that, that's interesting, Jay, because I've gotten my Victor Stream when I had it to work with my Andreas just fine. You had to kind of fiddle with the volume. If you set it to manual gain and then you just fiddle with it and it sounds, it sounds just as good as the Olympus. Well, that's interesting because mine, like I can get my Andreas to work, but my stream for whatever reason has no low end when I record with them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, so my pick might surprise everybody. And that is the AirPods. The reason is the AirPods are the most versatile of recording devices. They work on any phone, any computer, they're portable, and they don't sound terrible. They could sound worse, they could sound a lot better. But for my day-to-day -day activities where I'm out and about, if I need to make a recording or do something, then that would be something different. The Studio 3Ds with a cable are good, but they're big and bulky. So I couldn't be walking around the streets with them. The Andreas are good and they're versatile. Those would be probably my second pick because I could use them with any computer, any phone, well, any Android phone and iOS with some attachments. I didn't care for the QC35's loudness and recording and other listening features, which I might go into in a minute. But the Ambio is limited to the iOS ecosystem, which I'm not completely in now. Apparently, Sennheiser has announced an Android version will be coming soon, and it will be powered by USB-C. They just don't know when it will be available. But then again, you would still have to have two sets of headphones, which makes it even more expensive. The difference there is that you could get USB-C converters and that when that headphone comes out I will pounce on because that is awesome a USB-C headset like that that's game changing and then that would switch to my favorite and uh I would I would look at those as my favorite recording device but until then the AirPods I think would be considered my favorite because of their versatility all right so we've talked about recording so let's talk about your favorite your favorite listening device and this doesn't have to be in the list of devices that are here I want to know about your favorite device for listening. It could be in the list of devices that are here, but let's talk about what your favorite device for listening to audio is. So, Matt had to change devices, so he might sound a little different. So Matt, go ahead and talk about what listening device is your favorite. Sure, yeah, I had to switch devices because the lovely AirPods decided to give me a nice little battery signal, which I actually forgot to talk about. They make a very nice, and apparently so do the uh, Beats headphones, they make a uh, kind of a quiet little hey nudging you to say the battery is dying, and then a very louder, m much louder nudge to say that they're really going to die and you better make sure that case is charged. But um, for my listening devices, I, if I am using my phone, it's usually just the AirPods or the EarPods only because this particular case that I have, I have to have an extender cable, which I do have. Didn't realize I had it until like a couple months ago. Um, and I was wondering like, why the heck isn't, 
aren't any of these headphones going into my phone. When I'm not on my phone though, I use a set of Sennheiser headphones. They are the Sennheiser HD 201 studio headset and it's pretty good. Gets the job done. And uh, they're relatively cheap. I think I paid like 50 or 60 dollars on Amazon for them. You eventually want to upgrade to a probably more expensive set of Sennheiser headphones or Shure. I used to have a really nice Sure, headset for about 100 but uh, they broke. But they were cool because they could fold and they had a really, really nice case. Okay. Aaliyah, what is your pick? Honestly, it depends on the situation. So, I love my beats for sitting still and listening like on an airplane or on a bus. They are just amazing. The noise cancellation is really good. It doesn't feel like it's pulling your ears off and it's it cancels out a lot and I really love that for long-term listening on the go and the headphones actually do fit in my purse but I have one of those purses that could be mistaken for Hermione Granger's bag in Harry Potter so yes I have a large purse but they really are compact and they just slide right in there. It's no big deal. But if I'm moving around, the AirPods are what I really want to be listening to my phone's audio with. And mainly because I can have one in at a time or both, it doesn't matter. And they really do sound decent. But if I'm in my apartment, you're likely to see me editing podcasts with the recording cans on. I think they have a good sound, good detail to their sound and I can edit podcasts or listen to team talk with the cans and they're very comfortable. So I have no real winner here. It's very situational for me and I think I'm lucky to have a lot of options. Okay. Scott, what is your favorite for listening? Right now it's the QC35s. As I said previously, I also have a set of sound links, but they don't have the same frequency profile that the QCs have, in my opinion. I just like the overall balance that the QC35s have. Now, that may change when I move to the Studio 3s and try them out, but as of this moment, it's them. Okay. Allison, how about you? My listening is also pretty situational. If I am hanging out at the house, and especially if I'm walking around the house, I like to have my Beat Studio 3s. I love them for music. They're super comfortable to wear long term. If I'm just sitting in one spot, or especially if I'm getting ready to sleep, or if I'm in a car, I like the Amazon Basics over-the-ear headset, actually. I find it to be a really, really nice experience. They are just basic headphones, but they have nice padding, nice for sleeping. And if I am on my computer, I actually like my Microsoft gaming headset, which I'm actually just getting a, a new one. It's a wireless headset as well. It's pretty nice for walking around, although it can cut out if I go outside. So that's a drawback. But for listening and, and team talk and stuff, I tend to like that the best on the computer. Okay. Jason, how about you? My listening habits are also very situational. Like, if if I'm going to do a combination of listening and recording while I'm out and about, definitely the Ambios because they sound so amazing. I, I love listening to audio on them. If I'm here at the house, and I'm using iOS, I find I'm using my Ambios just so much more, just because not only do they sound much better than the AirPods, which isn't exactly a fair comparison, just because of the styles of both, you know, devices, but also because I don't have to worry about battery life, and I don't have to deal with Bluetooth lag if I'm, you know, simply listening to voiceover and dealing with speech. But for music, you know, that's not a problem because you're just skipping tracks. Also, now that the weather is starting to warm up and our air conditioner is going to be on, 
if I'm going to be reading a book outside, I'm going to assume at this point that the Ambios are going to win because I also have the ability to do noise cancellation. And again, they're earbuds, so they're really small. If I'm on my Mac, I have been using my 3D recording cans, and I like the way they sound. I just... I don't know really what my pick would be since my Solo 3s are broken and I can't use them anymore. Um, that is what I used to use a lot of the time because I could just switch to Bluetooth and do what I needed to do if I needed to move, and they sounded the same on the cable, which the sound links don't, and that bugs me to no end. They sound like two different pair of headphones, the sound links. If I'm out and about and I don't need to be recording and I know I'm not going to be needing to record anything, then definitely my AirPods, which I do have, or my EarPods, because the sound profile seems to sound almost the same, except for the fact that the AirPods seem to have more bass. I'm not entirely sure why that is, but they do seem to. And so for situations where I'm not recording stuff, the AirPods or EarPods would win, but probably the AirPods just because I don't have to deal with wires ever. Put them in the case, put the case in the pocket, and be done. Okay. My pick for listening is also situational, but not as much as others. It's kind of a, a tie between the AirPods and the Studio 3s. And the reason is, if I'm outside, it's going to be AirPods. If I'm inside, it still might be AirPods, but if I'm sitting up comfortably or... If I just have to get up to get something, I'll, I'll use the Studio 3s. But typically, uh, with my situation, it's going to be AirPods. The AirPods have changed my life, in my opinion. I probably am going to have to go out and buy a new set of AirPods. And when I do, I'm getting the warranty on this new set. And the reason is because I've worn my first set out. The batteries barely last for an hour for recording, two or three for listening. And I feel like the case doesn't charge as, like hold as much of a charge. And my left one has some hardware issues with the recording. I've used these things so much over the last year that I think I've drained them out in a year. And at first I was kind of mad because like they're already degrading, but I think it's because of how much I've used them. I probably have one on every day during the day. They are just as essential to me as my Apple Watch. And they could pair seamlessly between iOS and Android. There's no comparison. The Google Buds, I believe they're called, are nowhere near as convenient and, and nice as these AirPods. And this is generation one. So the listening quality has been amazing. They're great for books. They are the best replacement to EarPods. And I'm going to have to go buy another set because they are so essential to my day-to-day tasks. So that's my thought on those. And I've said it before on this podcast. I've said it before on the iAccessibility website in articles. And my mind hasn't changed. It's interesting that you talk about a warranty for them because I don't remember seeing one. I thought it was supposed to be covered with, you know, whatever device had the longest Apple Care, similar to what they do for their, their accessories. Is it? I believe that's the way it works. So no, if you don't have Apple Care, then you can't get new ones unless you buy, buy them again. Well, I think you see, and I don't know how the whole <coughs> replacement bud thing works, other than I know that at some point you can get, if you meet some criteria, and I don't know if it's that if you have Apple Care on an active device, and that's the criteria, but you can get replacement buds for sixty nine dollars. I know that, and that's per bud, by the way, guys. So you may want to. Are they sixty nine or sixty? There's $69 per bud that needs replacing. Okay. 
I don't know. I don't know how much it would cost if you needed like a new charging case, but I definitely carry mine everywhere I go, even if I'm not actively listening to them all the time. They live in my pocket. <laughs> so, from what I heard, I read an article somewhere a couple of weeks ago, and it said something to the effect of like, if you lose your charging case, it's hard for Apple to find. Like you, I guess there's a serial number on it. And if you don't, unless you copy down the serial number and you lose that charging case, supposedly it's hard to get a replacement case if you lose mm, it. I don't even know where the serial number is on this case. The serial number is in about, under general, and it shows up under, like it'll say AirPods or whatever, and it'll have the serial number. Interesting. I don't remember seeing it. I'll have to look again. Is that when the AirPods are connected to the phone? Yes, I believe so, when they're connected. Yep, I think so. Okay, so interesting. That's my pick. All right, does anybody have any final comments before we wrap up the show? I know these weren't discussed, but I really want to try sleep phones. I haven't heard of those. No? I think you can get Bluetooth ones or wired ones. And they're supposed to be pretty comfortable for, like, actually sleeping. Even though the AirPods are relatively comfy when I sleep. I don't think I'd sleep with my AirPods. If I were to sleep on my back all the time, I could very easily sleep with the um, Ambios on because I've I've changed the ear tips. I I have memory foam tips, and they seem to be a little more comfortable than the silicone I just ones. Don't want which, stuff in my ears all night. Well, surprisingly enough, eventually it's kind of hard to feel the memory foam tips. I mean, I can tell that they're there. They're not as comfortable as say my Bose earbuds, which I didn't talk about earlier. But you know, as far as final thoughts go, though, I think that the Ambios are very, very interesting. And I think the headphone landscape itself is interesting. And it's nice to see these new technological innovations, whether it's headphones that have the W1 chip or headphones like the Ambios or even some stuff that I've heard that Bose is doing. I think Bose is working on some, I guess, sleep phones I guess they're called I don't know much about them but you know I all this stuff I think is really 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 neat okay so I agree headphones are changing when Apple removed that headphone jack it forced headphone makers to be a little more innovative. It forced people to think outside the box to make awesome headphones. And we've seen some amazing headphones so far. And we're only going to see more. And it's exciting. And we're, we're only going to get better and better. I think it'll be neat. One of the podcasts we're going to have to do later on is the same thing that we did here, but with speakers. That'll be fun. Mm. So, uh, the HomePod will always win. You're right. right. Yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> we call Allison that because she unboxed the HomePod. <laughs> yep, I don't remember which one of us came up with it, but it was genius. You. Was it me? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'm a genius, not an Apple my whole part of that thing was when Jay, you were like, I want one just for the startup sound, which I totally Oh, agree. yeah. <laughs> now, I wouldn't I was, spend I was, money, but... <laughs> I, I, was, I was totally sold on that tone, man. The startup oh, sound my gosh. Is, is great. I actually listened so, to that podcast on the, on the Ambios, and oh, God, it was amazing. So, we're only going to get better headphones, new AirPods probably next year, I think they said, and... Uh, getting all this cool stuff so we'll see what we get and we'll do this again maybe next year so with that being said Aaliyah where can people find you online you can send me an email at Aaliyah that's A-L-E-E-H-A at iaccessibility.net or you can follow me on Twitter at blindcowgirl199 so Jason where can people find you you guys can find me putting bags over your heads on podcasts. I, I mean, uh, just kidding. Well, maybe I'm kidding. I don't know yet. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, you can you can email me at jason at iaccessibility.net. You 
can follow me on Twitter at JDE91. And you can also search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. All right. Scott, how can people find you online? You can email me at scott at iaccessibility.net. You can also follow me on Twitter at Scott Van Gorp. That's S-C-O-T-T-V-A-N-G-O-R-P. You can also search for me on Facebook. Just search for Scott Heidi Van Gorp. All right. Matt, how can people find you online? You can email me at Matt, M-A-T-T, at iaccessibility.net. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Durkins. That's M-A-T-T-D-I-E-R-C-K-E-N-S. All right. Allison, how can people find you online? You can send me an email at Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, at iaccessibility.net. You can also follow me on Twitter at Hot4Technology. That's Hot, the number four, and technology. All right, if you want to find me, you can follow me on Twitter. Just search for Mike Doeys. I'm Michael Doeys on Facebook. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iaccessibility.net. You can also go to my personal website at michaeldoeys.com. If you want to find iAccessibility, you can at iAccessibility.net. We are iAccessibility1 on Twitter. We have our iAccessibility app for iOS. We're up to 605 users, guys. That's awesome. That is really cool. So thank you guys for downloading the app. And uh, yeah, we hope you continue using it. If you want to leave us feedback, you can at feedback at iAccessibility.net. And... You can also find us on all kinds of social media, like we're on YouTube, we're on Tumblr, so just Google iAccessibility. We're sprinkled within the pages there. So if you want to help support iAccessibility, you can head to patreon.com slash iacast. And as little as $1 a month can help keep us going and keep producing good content. If you are having accessibility issues with Patreon, download the Patreon app, sign up there, and you can do a search for IACast. And uh, if you become a patron, you can get all of our outtakes and other content. So check it out. All right, folks, that'll do it for this episode of the IACast. We had some great discussions on headphones and the news, and it was very interesting to see how the different headphones contrasting with each other for recording so I hope if you're looking for headphones you can make a decision on what you want based on this head on this on this uh, podcast so next week we'll be back with our regular microphones and sounding great and providing new content so we're excited and we'll see you then we want to thank everybody that was on the stream and uh, we hope you come back next week so thanks everybody Yep. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Guys. Bye. 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 Copyright 2018, iAccessibility, and Michael Doeys.